Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome to the Rabbit Hole Recordings. Stories of faith, hope, and love found in unexpected places. This is a show that explores the upside-down nature of the kingdom of God and the unexpected places and pathways where we meet Jesus and experience His grace. I'm your host, Kurt Moore, and today we're talking with Chris Pfeiffer, Director of Student Ministries at Covenant Presbyterian Church in Knoxville, Tennessee. In this episode, we discuss the impact of short-term missions as a vital component of discipleship in student ministry. From building community to blessing those served and being blessed as God reveals himself through these acts of service. Now, if you're listening and thinking, well, this doesn't really apply to me, I want to encourage you to hang in there and listen so that you know how to come alongside the student ministry at your local church. These insights will help you know how to pray and give when you hear announcements for upcoming trips. It will also help you know how to pray for the families and the communities where your students travel to serve. And I guarantee you will find encouragement for your faith or will refund your money. I'll probably think of all the stories after we finish. So. <laughs> That's usually the way it is. It's like after you preach or teach, you're yeah. like, oh, I should have said this or this that, that one. How does short-term missions fit into your overall philosophy of student ministry? Short-term missions are a, are a huge part of our philosophy because you spend the entire year teaching and doing some small service projects and and encouraging students and it's kind of like the the grand finale almost in a sense of like it's a culmination of everything they've been taught and they've learned um, they've done throughout the year um, they can put it in the practice in a sense and kind of take ownership of it for themselves so it's a huge part of our, of our philosophy and we've seen so much growth through short-term missions I don't our youth ministry wouldn't be what it is without uh, missions trips Chris, can you tell me about, like, what is the physical work? What do people do? What do the students do at, let's just, not any one particular, but just in general, what do they do with oh, short-term missions? Man, they do all sorts of stuff. Um, the most recent one, we, we poured a, a concrete sidewalk um, for a woman in West Virginia. We've roofed houses. We've painted entire buildings. We've put on VBSs. We've visited the elderly in, um, in retirement communities. So yeah, we, we, we put on programs for, for the elderly and assisted living, so there's really no limit to what, what you can do. Um, it's just really more of what you're willing to do. Well, and it's, it's more than just the physical work, mm -hmm. so can you talk about like the relational component with the homeowner or the people that you're serving? Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely a huge part of it. Um, you're constantly encouraged to, to interact with the homeowners, to get to know them, to pray for them, to hear their story, um, to sit alongside them um, and walk for them for this, walk with them for this short period. So, so work aside, that it might be the most important part of, of the short-term mission experience. That's great. When we, were, um, when we were doing work in Mississippi after Hurricane Katrina, it was the way we planted our church was we planted the church along with this relief site and we were building homes, repairing homes, and by building relationships, we actually built the church, hmm. which was an amazing thing. Um, so on, 
on the short-term trips, how, how do the short-term trips help to build community among your students? Because I know that's it's an amazing thing when you're together for a week and you're working side by side. Is that pretty significant? Oh, without a doubt, trips are the best way to build community. I mean, even recently, our, our youth had an issue of, of boys and girls. They were kind of sec segregated on gender. And I was sitting on the porch of our cabin looking out at, at at both all the boys and girls from our youth playing volleyball together and it kind of just removes them from their cliques or removes them from um, the bubble that they create in their hometown and forces them to interact. I mean nothing draws you closer than spending five six hours a day on a work site painting. Um, what are you going to do? You're, you're going to talk to each other aren't you? And so it's been beautiful to see those students who really take advantage of the trips just really grow closer over the years as they continue to go on them. It's a huge community builder. No, I've heard that um, many, many times. And when I was working with student ministries, I experienced that quite a bit. And it really is um, an amazing thing. And those relationships continue on, don't they? Even even beyond the week of, of being here. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, what comes to mind was, um, I remember a few years ago, we had a freshman girl who was really having a hard time of connecting with anybody in the youth group and fast forward three years later later in a mission trip or two every single summer and she is she is so connected and still keeps in touch with all those girls that she got to know through the trips um, and I still have boys that that get together um, who are in college that come back and in in Christmas time or over the summer they gather and they play spike ball and they hang out so so it really does form bonds that last for um, forever really that's outstanding um, can you can you think of any stories like in particular that stand out in your mind uh, related to the homeowners um, like something that God did the way he showed up in a really special way I mean the Lord seems to provide those little experiences every time you you go out on a missions trip um, probably the most the one that really stands out is I spent two or three summers at CM2 um, working on um, a special needs, el older special needs couple's house. And that's in North Carolina, right? And that was in North Carolina. Um, and really over those years, we really got to know them to the point where we would even, we would see them in, a, in the community and we'd be like, hey! And we would talk to them and interact with them. And, and it was beautiful to see how the kids, it softened their hearts when they would look and they would get to know them. It just reveals them to a different side of life, honestly. Um, we come from a upper suburban, middle class, class area, and it removes them from that and the comforts that they are and exposes them to the rest of the world and, and, re and shows them the needs that are um, prevalent. Because we're typically assisting folks in rural and urban mm -hmm. areas of poverty. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so it exposes them to a part of life that they, many of them, didn't even know existed um, because it's just not where they are at the moment. Uh, no, and that's, um, that's deep discipleship, like you had said. Yeah, it softens their heart. It, I've seen it break kids' hearts um, as they've stared and said, is this really how people live? Um, is this really this kid's home? Um, and I've seen, seen kids just, just hearts break and the Lord used that to, to build upon it and reshape them and, and really instill a love for others um, and a selflessness that's so needed in these younger generations.
No, that's excellent. Chris, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. You've been listening to The Rabbit Hole Recordings, stories of faith, hope, and love found in unexpected places. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe to our show. And if you wouldn't mind, please spread the word. Tell your friends about us. And if you'd like to learn more about Mission to North America short-term missions, go to mnashortterm.org.